0: our way back to our seats tonight, amen, and I'm going to invite you to stand with me, amen, and grab your Bibles, we're going to go quickly to the word of the Lord, 1st John, amen, chapter 2, 1 John chapter 2, amen, someone say praise the Lord one more time, amen, it is good to be in church, amen, amen. There's no better place to be than the house of the Lord. First John chapter two and verse one. Amen. He says, my little children, these things write I unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins. That word propitiation means the satisfaction of God's righteous judgment. And that was how it describes Jesus. He is a propitiation for our sins. And not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. Amen. That's how you know that somebody knows him. Amen. They're living according to his commandments. He that saith I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar. John isn't sugarcoated. He says if you say I know him and you don't keep his commandments you're not living by the word of the Lord you're a liar. That's just how he says it. Amen. Maybe you get a different translation a little bit gentler but King James says it pretty straight. And the truth is not in him but whoso keepeth his word in him verily is the love of God perfected. hereby know we that we are in him. Let's read that again, but whoso keepeth his word in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk, even as he walks. One more time. He that saith he abideth in him, or the man or the woman that says, I am living for Christ, ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. And I'm going to draw my uh, title from this uh, key verse, verse number six tonight. Amen. My title is Walking Like Jesus. Amen, this will probably, probably be a part one, amen, for the sake of time, but my title, Walking Like Jesus, amen, God bless you, you can be seated, thank you for standing in honor of the word, amen. amen. Unless a person is disabled or does not have the limbs, most are able to use their legs and feet to take steps, which is... In doing so, is creating an action known universally as walking. Amen. We're starting very basic tonight. However, the scripture opens to us an aspect or a concept of walking other than the physical exercise of taking steps with our feet. God often uses terms in his word that are common to humans that we will be able to understand in the natural realm uh, to describe spiritual truths. And through these concepts and these known truths, we come to know God for ourselves. and We know how to communicate with the Lord and we learn how to please the Lord. Amen. But it's through these uh, these terms such as walking like he walked. Amen. The Bible also speaks of different other terms that uh, we've heard many times before, such as eating the bread of life you can find bread of life in a physical sense, please share. Amen. We all want to eat that, but it's not talking about a physical bread. It also talks about drinking of the living water. Again, if you can find some living water, amen, please share. But it's not talking about in a natural sense. Amen. The Bible also talks about hearing what the Spirit says to the church. It also refers to a sitting in heavenly places. Amen. These are different terms that the Bible uses. And these are universally understood terms by all people everywhere. Everybody knows what it's like to sit, it, to sit down in a place or to walk. Amen. For the most part. Amen. Or or to drink some water. And so the Bible uses these terms for us to begin to get a picture, a visual image. And begin to make that comparison and the connection with our lives and the things of God. Amen. But they are universally understood terms by all people everywhere. Providing us with principles from which to preach and to practice God's word. For example, in Genesis chapter 3 and verse number 8. It says, And they heard the voice of God. Walking in the garden. This is talking about Adam and Eve. They heard the voice of God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And from then until now, God, who is a spirit and who is invisible, accommodates himself to our thinking by using such terms that we can understand. Genesis chapter 5 and verse 24. Amen. It says it describes Enoch, the man who never died, as one who walked with God and he was not, for God took him. He was raptured. Our pursuit as children of God and as Christians and and Bible believers is not portrayed as a hurried or a rushed, a helter-skelter, which means a disorderly haste or confusion. Amen. The, the, The child of God is not portrayed as a hurried or rushed or confused experience. But it's also not a lazing around, a lazy ambling along, lacking urgency and and lacking direction. Amen. But it's also not a frenzied, nerve wracking episode. To walk with the Lord is methodical. It's step by step. It's a slow uh, pace many times. It's it's something that you do, and you understand. I'm I, I'm, I'm taking my time in in the presence of the Lord. I, I'm walking with the Lord. I'm not rushing through. Amen. I'm not in a confused uh, state of mind, but I'm taking my time and I'm talking with the Lord. Amen. Let me stop here and talk to somebody tonight and say your your prayer life should not be, Amen. Just just come and get my 15 minutes and run out the door. But it should be God. Let me walk with you. Let me have a relationship with you. Let me talk with you. Let me not rush at God. Let me talk, amen, to the Lord. Amen. And here's where uh, you begin to see the value of praying, not only in English, but also in in the the Holy Ghost. Because in praying in English, you're, you're articulating your heart to the Lord. And you're talking to God. And you're saying, Jesus, I'm confused in my mind. Jesus, I'm hurt, Jesus, I'm sick, Jesus, I've got issues, I've got worries, I've got stresses. But Jesus, I know you're going to help me. And there's this back and forth communication, a relationship building with the Lord. And it is a walk with the Lord. Amen. I I, I can't help but remember, amen, uh, the, the preacher, one preacher that I remember hearing talk about the storms of life that he was going through and a particular season of his life. And his prayer was this. It was come what may. I'm just walking with Jesus. I'm going to keep walking with Jesus no matter what happens in my life. No matter who turns their back on me. No matter who betrays me. No matter who backstabs me. No matter who walks out on me. No matter uh, who hurts me. No matter what happens in my life. I just am committed to walking with Jesus. And if anything ever comes into my life that prevents me from being able to have that open communication with the Lord. I've got to search my heart and say, God, there's something blocking the flow in my life. I want to be able to talk to you like I used to talk to you. This is a reason, and this is not in my nose, this is a reason that Adam, when he sinned, all of a sudden he began to hide from God's presence because he knew there was something in his life that was blocking the flow. He said, I just can't face the Lord because there's there's this, this thing in my life where i I disobeyed the voice of god disobedience is an indicator of your love relationship with the lord in other words if you are being disobedient to the word of god there's been a disconnect in your love relationship with the lord and this is what the uh, first epistle of john begins to talk about how that love Amen. has uh, it has outward manifestation in a person's life. If you're here tonight and you're saying, "Well, uh, I, I I do love the Lord, Pastor. I love Him with all of my heart." Uh, amen. I just struggle loving people in in this world. There's not really that love relationship. I hate to break it to you, but the Bible, the Bible talks about. How that walking with Jesus indicates a paced, a purposed, a progressing involvement geared individually to each saint. Amen. Walking with Jesus and walking like Jesus is walking with purpose. Jesus did not accidentally go out of his way, amen, to different cities. But he walked with purpose. He knew that if I walk this particular direction, I'm going to run in. To a man named Nicodemus. If I I walk through this city. I'm going to walk. And I'm going to see blind Bartimaeus. I'm going to see Zacchaeus up in a tree. Uh, And I'm walking with purpose. And your walk with God has to have purpose. In other words. I'm walking with the Lord. So that one day. I can make it to heaven. I can make it through those pearly gates. And nothing in this life is going to stop me or deter me or slow me down from reaching my purpose in living for the Lord, as the psalmist David said, Amen. He now leads gently us, and he now leads us gently in paths of righteousness. He's leading me. Additionally, when John's First epistle tells us that we ought to, amen, in verse number 6, we ought to, himself also to walk even as he walked. That word ought. He ought, amen, to walk with the Lord it implies obligation or even a necessity for us. It's not even that it's a good thing, it's that it's necessary, amen, for you and I to walk like Jesus walked. It is a necessary thing for you and I to live, amen, a life pleasing before the Lord. Subsequently, we must seek how to know how he walked so that we may walk accordingly. We can't walk like him until we know what how he walked. And we can't walk like pleasing before the Lord until we know what pleases him. Amen. We've got to understand. We've got to open our hearts to, to the word of the Lord that's been preached in the Bible. That's that's there. The, the word's on the page. that's For our learning, we've got to read the Bible, we've got to hear the preaching, and then we've got to say, Okay, God, I'm gonna put that to practice in my life. I'm gonna put it to practice in my life. First Peter chapter two, twenty-one, Amen says, For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. Jesus left us an example for us to follow in His steps how we're to live this life. We're to live it after Him. We're to follow after Christ. And God shows us and even commands us to walk in the manner He established in His Word. The paths that we are to journey, amen, become well defined and become distinct as you and I begin to move deeper into the Word of the Lord. Amen. Amen, as you begin to open your heart to the Word of God that's that's both on the pages and that's both proclaimed across this pulpit. Amen. As you begin to open your heart to the Word of God. Amen. The, the things that, uh, that the things that help you to know how to please God become well defined. They become distinct. You begin to see a line of demarcation. You begin to see that how I please the Lord. There's specific examples and there's specific actions. And there's a specific way that I must dress and that I must talk and that I must conduct myself in that is pleasing to the Lord we're following that example there's several ways that I want to talk about how we are to walk as people of God I'm not going to be able to get through all of them tonight amen but the the first way that we are to walk is we are to walk in newness of life Romans chapter 6 and verse 4 says therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. What does newness mean? It means a freshness. It means something that has been renewed. Amen. Something that has been made new again. That is the definition of renewal. To make new again. We are to walk in newness of life. If you're living on yesterday's or last week's blessing, amen, I'm here to tell you God wants you to live in newness of life. That's why you've got to have a daily prayer life and stay fresh, amen, in the Bible, amen, each and every day time in the Word, time in prayer. You're to walk in newness of life. The Bible says it. When we are baptized of water and of the Spirit, we become new creatures in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 tells us so. And walking with Jesus is walking in a new life. When you and I have a walk with the Lord, and each and every day we get on our face before the Lord, we begin to pray. We begin to seek the Lord. Amen. Let me just stop here and tell you, everybody ought to have a daily prayer life. Where you spend not just quality time, but even quantity time. Not just quantity time, but also quality time. Amen. It should be God, help me to spend time in your presence. And it should be God, search my heart. If there's anything in me, bring it to light, God. Help me to work through it. I pray that prayer all the time. Help me, God. Help me to walk in newness of life. Renew my mind, God. Make it new again. Amen. Especially some of you that, amen, work in different environments, amen, where there's, uh, I remember back in the day I used to work at a a warehouse job. And at the warehouse job there was, somebody always had a boombox playing with all the latest and greatest worldly songs that are out there. And there's cussing that goes on. You're not going to stop the whole warehouse from cussing. And so all day long you're hearing the music and you're hearing people cussing. And and eventually they they learn that, you know, yeah, he's a Christian. You should watch your mouth around. But inevitably you're still hearing people in the distance. And in in situations like that, I have to pray, God, renew my mind, God. Every time I come back to church, God, renew my mind, God. Help me, God, to be made new again. Because the, the devil in the world would like to infiltrate my mind and steal the purity of the spirit of Christ in my life. And we ought to walk in newness of life. And the only way you walk in newness of life is being renewed every day in your mind and your spirit. The Bible says we ought to walk as he walked. implying it's a necessity or an obligation. If you want to make it living for God, you're only going to go so far living on 2020's blessing. Living in January's blessing and touch from God. You've got to be renewed or made new again every day. The second way that we as Christians are to walk is we are to walk in the Spirit. Galatians 5 and 16. This I say then, walk in the Spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. This did not say walk in your Spirit, but walk in the Spirit with the capital S. Walk in the Spirit. And ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The premier study Bible says that this is a simple yet profound answer to overcoming fleshly temptations, habits, and addictions. You say, how can I overcome the temptations of my flesh? How can I overcome the addictions and the habits? How can I get past smoking? How can I get past... Alcohol. How can I get past illicit relationships? How can I get past pornography? How can I get past the drugs? How can I get past my my filthy mouth? How can I get past all of these things? It's by praying and walking in the Spirit. Amen. God renew me. Fill me again. Amen. God is still able to deliver from alcohol. The only way it's going to happen in your life is you are filled with His Spirit. You say, God, fill me again. Fill this vessel again, God, with Your Spirit. Fill it with Your Spirit. I was reading a study some time ago. And the teacher was talking about how that some people, some people can learn to pray in their own tongue. They can learn to how to talk in tongues, and no doubt, if you've been around the church for any... Uh, uh, or Christendom, I should say it more broadly speaking, there are churches that teach you how to speak in tongues. Yeah, right. They say, "Go like this, ba 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 ba," and, and okay, now mix it with this, la 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 la. Okay, now, and and they teach you how to speak in tongues. That's not in the spirit; that's in your spirit. Right. Come on. And there's there's. Uh, you know, there's times when, when we can come to prayer and, and, you know, if we're honest, there's times we, we we've learned how to talk in tongues. We've learned how to how to speak in tongues and we can do it on a dime sometimes. But if we're not careful, we we we, we can get to a place where we're just speaking in a tongue that we know it's, it's a learned tongue. And it's not even in the spirit of God. It's in our own spirit. This is why some people can pray in tongues and some people still are not changed because they're praying in their learned tongue. They're praying in their own spirit. Amen. Because honey, when I begin to get in the Holy Ghost and I begin to pray, there's something that changes on the inside of me and it begins to flow out of me and there's tears that begin to flow and God begins to soften my heart and God works on my mind and he works on the inward part of Nathaniel Camerina and I emerge from said experiences changed and transformed. And when I get out of praying in the Holy Ghost, none of you can say the thing that offends me. None of you, amen, have offended me to such an extent that I can't love you and hug your neck after I get done praying. Uh, I'll never forget there's one moment that I found. It was the most found Amen. in in an altar i wept and i cried and i snorted and i got a hold of god i made a pile of clinics so high amen and god talked to me god worked on my heart amen and that the hardness that was in my spirit was softened and it became uh some moldable it had moldability you could form and god could work in my life and when i got it from that one moment i'll never forget how i felt in that exact moment I wanted to hug everybody's neck and tell everybody I love you so much. Right. Come on, and to some people, that might seem, seem kind of weird, like, bro, like, it's okay. But hey, it was so much love coming out that I could have found somebody that maybe did me wrong and I wouldn't just hug them and love them and cry on their shoulder. Because when God works in your heart and you get in the Spirit, oh, there's a change. Amen. There's a real change. Walking in the Spirit will protect us from fulfilling the lust of the flesh. The Bible teaches us that the Spirit and the flesh are contrary to one another. Hear this tonight. Thus the victor or the winner of the two will exhibit itself either in the works of the flesh or the fruit of the Spirit. Have you been walking in the flesh or walking in the Spirit? If you're walking in the flesh, there's going to be, amen, the works of the flesh. If you're walking in the Spirit, there's going to be fruits of the Spirit. Right. Come on, and what are the fruits of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, tempest. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified themselves with the affections and lust thereof. But the victor exhibits itself either in works of the flesh or fruits of the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Be led of the Spirit. And live in the Spirit. The third way that we are to walk as as believers, amen, we are to walk after His commandments. For 2 John chapter 1 and verse 6 it says, and this is love that we walk after His commandments. This is the commandment. That as ye have heard from the, the from the beginning, ye should walk in it. The Premier Study Bible again alludes to this particular verse and says that love is something is not something apart from obedience, but rather obedience is the evidence of the love. You can't separate the two. Amen. When there's love that begins to work in a person's heart, there's obedience and an obedient spirit that flows out of it. It's directly connected. It's the evidence of that love. And the commandment here in 2 John 1 and 6 does not refer to the Ten Commandments or just the law of Moses, but it refers to the whole of Scripture applicable to Christian conduct. The commandments of the Lord, the word of the Lord, obedience to scriptural commands demonstrates our love for God. Obedience to scripture is demonstrating your love for God. Loving God and submitting to his word are inseparable forces in our lives. Accompanying our love for God will be a love for our brethren a further extension of proof that we truly love Him. Because 1 John 4 and 12 says, if we love one another, God dwells in us and His love is perfected in us. I'm talking about walking like Jesus tonight. Right. I want to walk like He walked. I was teaching a Bible say just last night. Amen to uh, my our, our brother in the Lord. Daniel. Brother Daniel. And was going. I'm going through this uh, right now. The particular study is about uh, the crucifixion. And I was studying, read about it, and maybe you, you remember this particular encounter when Jesus was at the last supper with his disciples. And the Bible says that he gave the sop, which is translated the morsel, or it is what is known as the most tasty morsel of bread that is given to the distinguished guest of honor at the party. Jesus took and used a Jewish tradition of giving the sop or the most tasty morsel of bread to Judas. He demonstrated for us how we are to to walk. Right. Right. And I, I didn't, I never realized that, uh, Sister Camarina, But when I began to study, I began to find out that the sop was the most tasty morsel of bread that was given to the distinguished guests of honor at the party. And Jesus, in that moment, said, Judas, here's the stop. In other words, Judas, I still love you. Even though you're fixing to betray me, I'm just praying, Judas, that somewhere down the line, amen, you would not hang yourself, but you would find a place in reconciliation with the Father. And he demonstrated for us how we are to walk and how we are to treat one another. When we walk in truth after his commandments and according to the rule that God has distributed to us, then we can truly say that we are walking in him. For you and I to say, I'm walking in him, I'm walking like Jesus. Amen. We're to look at the life of Jesus and say, OK, uh, my life mimics and it models. It, it, is exe- it is exemplary to the world and it shows the world how Jesus lived. Because as you study your Bible, you begin to find out that God wants his church to be representatives of what heaven's like to this world. God wants the world to see a church and say, that's what heaven looks like. Look at that group of happy people living in victory. Can the the world say that? We are to be models of heaven to the world. Models of Jesus to our world. Interestingly enough, amen, the two individuals in the the New Testament, Zacharias and Elizabeth, who was their famous son? Anybody shout it out. John the Baptist. Zacharias and Elizabeth bore the son of John the Baptist, who was the forerunner of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Bible says of them in Luke chapter 1 and verse number 6, they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. And it was this type of parents, this type of people that the Lord entrusted to raise the forerunner of Christ. God looked and he found Elizabeth and Zacharias and said, here are two individuals, husband and wife, that are walking in my commandments. They, in fact, are demonstrating to the world that they love God with all their heart. I can entrust them with my forerunner that's going to prepare the way of the Lord. That's powerful. That's powerful. The fourth point that I want to talk about is we are to walk in the light. And I'm going to conclude with this point tonight. We are to walk in the light. 1 John chapter 1 verses 5 through 7 says it like this. This then is the message which we have heard of Him and declare unto you that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light As He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanseth us from all sin. We're to walk in the light. The Bible says we're to walk in the light. Scripture compares living in sin to a person that is sitting or walking in darkness. The scripture, the word of God compares somebody that's living in sin to someone that's sitting in darkness, that's walking in darkness. Matthew 4 and 16 It also compares salvation to a person leaving or being called out of darkness into God's marvelous light. 1 first, first Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. Amen. A person that is saved has been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. We are to walk in the light. In the light of what? In the light of revelation. In the light of understanding. In the light of how to please the Lord. In the light of the word of God for our lives. Outside the church, darkness pervades the spiritual atmosphere. And each one of us should take care lest the light in us becomes darkness. In other words, you and I have got to walk in the light and protect the light that God has given us. Or protect the truth that God has given us. The Bible says what, brother? will buy the truth and sell it not. Amen. Get a hold of what God has for you. And for whatever, whatever happens, whatever happens, don't ever discard it. But hold fast. That profession of your faith. Live in the light. To live in the light is to cast off the works of darkness. And to put on the armor of light. Romans 13 and 12. To live in the light is to have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather to reprove them. A Christian has to be very careful who to hang out with. You say, Well, I want to walk like Jesus. I want to walk in the light, I want to walk pleasing before the Lord. But we are to have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. There should never be a time when a Christian or child of God feels comfortable going to a bar, right. going to a club, going to a party where there's booze and alcohol and drugs going on. they feel like, well, I'll just not cuss. I'll just mind my own business. I'll just hang out with friends that are... Uh, that are not living for the Lord, it won't rub off on me. I'm strong enough to be able to resist. Right. It's not even just not hanging out with uh, friends that are not living for God, but some of us need to understand too. Family, right? Sometimes family, we say, well, you know what? Uh, I I got to be true to my family, and that and that's true, and that's all. all, all everything's good, but when family begins to become uh, an influence in your life for the things of the world and not the things of God right. and you're hanging out with family all the time and the family you're hanging out with living with is is boozing and alcohol and then they're 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 cussing and they're 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 watching things that shouldn't be on the in the home and, and there's lots of things going on you have got to understand that's not walking in the light that's not walking the light God said, I want my church to be an overcoming church. I want my church to be one that is separate from the world. I hate to break it to you, but when you set out living for the Lord, you're not going to fit in so much with the rest of the world. You're going to find, you know what? I feel like an odd man out sometimes. And that's not a bad thing. That's because God has put his hand upon you. And God has calling you and separating you from the world. Because to be holy is to be separate from the world and separate unto God. And God wants this church to walk in the light. Don't skip out on church to be with family. Don't skip out on church, amen, to, to hang out with whomever that's not living for God. Don't let anything stop you from coming to church. And don't hang out with family so much Amen. It's not living for God that it it just wears on you and wears on you and wears on you. You know what you ought to do? Amen. Come to church the more often. Amen. Hang out with the people of God. Get together. Make new friends. Amen. That are going the same direction as you are. Trying to live for God. Trying to please the Lord. You ask any successful man or or woman. Amen. and They'll tell you that they have to have friends that are going the same direction. That they're encouraging each other to go the same direction. CEOs hang out with other CEOs and they they encourage each other and they, they try. Challenge each other's thought processes. Amen. Living for God. Amen. You ought to be hanging out with other people living for God. And saying, hey, how's your prayer life? Did you read this Bible verse? What did you think about what pastor preached? And begin to talk about the things of God. And encourage one another. Amen. It is a blessing and a help to your life. When you begin to live in the light. To walk in the light. Is holding to. Is walking in. Or keeping aflame this marvelous light. The Bible says in the Old Testament, there's a particular verse of scripture I'm dealt with after this. It talks about the tabernacle of the wilderness. And it talks about how the fire that's upon the altar, the Bible says it like this The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar, there should always be a fire on the altar. Never let the light go out. Never let the fire go out. Amen. And we ought to guard, amen. Our walk with the Lord. We are to walk like Jesus, and we are to walk in the light as He walked. And we are to make sure that the fire of God, the Holy Ghost in us, amen, is is never uh, is never discouraged, amen, from 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 living in our in our lives and our spirits, amen. We uh, we want to protect what God has given us. Hallelujah. We got to protect what God's given us. You know what sometimes it looks like? You get out of church in a red hot service, and then some of you turn on Facebook and you see your sinner friends and backside friends doing all their things and advertising how they're living. And it steals the fire out of you. And it turns off the light inside of you. And you keep absorbing it, looking at it, and, and watching You follow people on Instagram and whoever it is. And you're, the pastors preach, the evangelist preaches, and God moves, and, and you're inspired. All of a sudden, you see this naked lady over here. And, oh man! Or you're, you're, you're turning on, and you see this celebrity over here. They're, 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 out of, they're condoning all these different lifestyles, and it begins to steal the light in your life. You have got to say, God, I'm going to walk in the light, yes. as you are in the light. Yes. Jesus, you would never follow some of these unbelievers that I'm following in my social media accounts. You would never be friends with these people that are in my social media feed. You would never be approving of their lifestyle. So why am I opening up myself to the lifestyle of sinners in this world? I want to live in the light as he is in the light. The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. Would you stand with me tonight? Amen. As I close Amen, this message out tonight. The last thing I'm going to leave you with tonight. If you're to walk like Jesus. Don't let the light go out in your life. In your heart. Don't let the fire go out in your heart. Don't let that thing that God's put in you in times past dwindle, dissolve, fade away, become just flickering small light in your life. But let God help you to live in the light. God help me to walk in newness of life. Help me to walk after your commandments, God. Help me to walk in the spirit, God. Help me to live pleasing before the Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm I can't tell you enough. If you'll pray honestly with the Lord, sincerely, with integrity, you'll say, "God, if there's things in my life that are not pleasing before you, I ask you to show me. I want to do what's right. Every time, God will bring something to your attention. And God will say, "What about this? And you'll be confronted with it. But it's intellectual honesty. That you and I have got to have God. How can I live for you better? How can I please the Lord? Living for God is the best life. Living for God is a life of peace. A life of rest. A life of joy. A life of contentment. It's the best life you and I can live. And if I can help somebody tonight. To become more like Jesus. And I've done my job. The best times in my life have not been going down the highest roller coaster. The best times in my life have not been looking at the most beautiful landscape in some serene location. The best time in my life has been in an altar on my face with the Lord. And letting God talk to me. Letting God work in my life. And for you tonight To become what God Wants you to become What does the 45 year old Nathan Hall look like tonight What does the 60 year old Christine Cornell Look like What does the I'm I'm giving out ages I know you're you're not as old I'm saying what does the 65 year old Sister Gina Hall look like What does it look like Tonight In 10, 15, 20 years. Well, it looked like a a person that said, hey, the message that my pastor preached on Wednesday night, I got in my spirit, my heart. I applied it. And I'm different today than I was 5, 10, 15 years ago. Because I made a choice, I made a commitment. I'm going to live for the Lord. Have a relationship with God. Have a talk with the Lord. Let God talk to you. Let God work in your heart Let and work in your life. Jesus, I thank you for this time and your presence tonight, God. I thank you, Lord, that you love us so much tonight. You're willing to speak to us, God. I thank you, Lord, that even as I'm speaking to your people tonight, God, these words are coming back to me and I'm receiving this word. God, I'm not exempt tonight from the preaching, Lord. I want to be here honest, Lord, and say, God, speak to my life. Help me to have a relationship with God. Help me to walk with you and help me to talk with you, God. Help me to be like it was Adam in the cool of the day in the Garden of Eden, walking with the Lord, talking with Jesus. Let my prayer life, let my life, as the music plays a little bit louder, let my life be like it was for Enoch, as he walked with the Lord, as he talked with the Lord. Jesus, help me to have that relationship with you, that I'm so connected to God, that I'm so in tune with the voice of God. That I've searched my heart and my life has been changed. There's a new me that's uh, that's coming out from the ashes. I'm walking in newness of life. I'm walking in newness of life. I'm walking with the Lord, pleasing before the Lord. Jesus, I pray, Lord, that you would have your way in each and every one of our lives tonight, Lord god help us to walk with you help us to talk with you help us to be what you want us to be tonight lord i love you lord i love you lord i love you lord i love you lord hallelujah hallelujah